testing. Now we're joined by Coach Neil Brown, the head coach of West Virginia. Coach, welcome, and your thoughts about the upcoming season. Yes, good morning. Um, it's officially football season, and uh, so glad to, to see each of you. Glad to be back here. Um, I want to say this. I thank you all for being here. Um, appreciate what each of you in the media do for our game of college football and uh, what you do to promote college football. Proud to represent the Big 12 Conference and West Virginia University. Um, players that are joining us here today. We have uh, defensive lineman Dante Stills, who's a senior, um, represent Fairmont Senior High School in, in West Virginia, one of our one of our own. Uh, think he's got a chance to, to really have a breakout senior season. His brother Darius played for us. And, and then running back, Letty Brown, uh, first team all-conference player a year ago, went over 1,000 yards in, in just 10 games. And both those guys, Letty's from uh, Delaware, played a senior year in high school at Newman Goretti there. Um, but both those guys are tremendous representatives of, of our football program and, and proud that they're here to join us today. Um, I also want to mention in this forum just the tremendous leadership that the Big 12 with Commissioner Bowlesby and Ed Stewart over the last 18 months. Um, I think they've done a tremendous job navigating all the challenges, everything that's changing in the landscape of college football. And also our athletic director, Shane Lyons, who leads the, uh, the uh, Division I Council now, before that uh, had was a lead on the football oversight committee and made so many decisions that enabled us to play college football last year. So I want to, in this forum, I want to recognize those, those individuals. Um, as a program, we continue to climb. Uh, we're making progress. If you think about it off the field, uh, we just finished up $55 million worth of program enhancements. That's really a, had a positive effect and we've got a lot of momentum, momentum in recruiting right now. Um, Continuing off the field academically, our, our guys had a 3.11 GPA the spring semester. We've graduated 100% of our guys uh, going back over the last 19 months. So we're, we're really proud of them in that area. And then culturally, I think our buy-in is extremely high right now. And we made tremendous progress uh, over the last two years with the culture within our football program. And then on the field, which is I know why you all are here, uh, I like our team. I'll say that at the, at the front. Uh, I really like our team. Um, I think our leadership is better than at any point that since since I was named head coach in January of 19. The uh, starting on defense, I thought we had one of the best defensive units in the Big 12 Conference last year and nationally, and our statistics back that up. And really, that's going to be the the unit with the most experience. That's going to be the unit that that will lead us again. I think it starts up front on our defensive line talked about Dante, who was one of our most improved players in the spring, and then also Akeem Mesador, who was freshman All-American last year. I think we've moved him inside. I think he's got a, a really an opportunity to be a special player in our league. Uh, at linebacker, Josh Chandler is going to step into the role that Tony Fields did such a great job with last year at the Mike linebacker position. We've got some moving pieces of that position. I think fall camp is is really going to determine how we how we go into the season feeling about that the linebacker position and in the secondary we return 
Um, both starting safeties, Sean Mahone, Alonzo Adai, that have played a lot of football in this league and played it at an elite level. Nick Troy Fortune returns at corner. So a lot of uh, returning players in the secondary. Um, and we had the, I think, I think we ended the season's number one pass defense in our, in our, in, in the country last year. Offensively, we made growth. Uh, we struggled, didn't play very well the last two games of the season offensively. I think that skewed the stats. Um, but for the first time, we have experience on that side of the ball, especially up front. And for us to make a step in our league, and we went from kind of the bottom of 19 toward the middle of the 20, in 20, for us to make the next step to the top tier is we've got we've to be more productive on that side of the ball. Starts at quarterback, Jared Dagey returns. Um, thought he played really well during the middle part of the season last year. He probably had the best spring of anybody on the offensive side of the ball. At running back, Letty Brown, we've talked about him. Um, he, I think he's special. Uh, his, his video showed that last year. We've got to develop some depth at his position. And then receiver's going to be a, a – we've got guys that have played football now for two years. And we've got talent in that room. They had a really good spring. They've got to make the next step. And I think how they play is going to determine the, the success of our offense. Up front, we've got five guys that have, have played a lot of college football. And we've got a couple young guys I think will be factoring in that position. And at tight end, we return Michael Laughlin who, again, I think he's played a lot of football and he's ready to take and be one of the, the top tight ends in our league. Um, and then special teams, it's a lot of importance there. I think we've got to be better in the return game. Uh, that's something we've really challenged our players. And then we've got to be more consistent kicking and punting. We have more athleticism than we've had at any point over the last two and a half years. So I really, I think our coverage units are going to continue to be productive. Um, and that's, that's the plan. Uh, Schedule-wise, very challenging. You know, we play 11 Power 5. I think we're one of four uh, universities that play uh, 11 Power 5. Um, nine league games, as you know, and then we play two regional rivals. And the, and the regional rivals are important for our fan base. We open up at Maryland, which is going to be a challenge. And then week three, uh, we welcome Virginia Tech, uh, which is going back to the, the Big East days, one of the, the main rivals for, for our program. So we're looking forward to the challenge. And with that, I'll, I'll open it up for questions. Okay, questions. We'll start up on the front, second row on the aisle. Just a moment. We got a microphone to you. Hi, Coach. Madison D'Addario, uh, Gaylor College, uh, OU. Um, all of your losses except for one last season were only two score losses. What are you looking to focus on offensively this season to close that gap? Yeah, so we finished six and four last year. Really, we're in the games, the, the other three games, right to about the two minute mark. Uh, with an opportunity with the ball to score and, 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 and take the lead in two of those games. So uh, I think, again, defensively, if you look at the scores of those games, we're right into it. I think what we've got to do is third downs and red zone are the most important pieces for us offensively to take advantage of. We've got to score touchdowns rather than kick field, goal, field goals in the red zone. And then on third down, we've got to be able to convert, especially in the middle. We had a question the third or fourth row back. Hey, Coach Cedric Golden, Austin, American Statesman. You guys are pick six to finish in the Big 12 preseason poll. Um, are people sleeping on West Virginia, and uh, what do you have to do to, to get uh, higher up in those rankings? Well, can't control where you're at in preseason. Um, I'm sure there's reasons why we're there. Um, it's like I'll, I'll tell you like I tell our players. You either prove them right or you prove them wrong. You know, and, and, and our goal this season is to prove them wrong. To do that, we've got to play better be able to play better you got to practice better and so that's our goal that's what we're focused on you know our theme for this year is, is to be better 
and and that's the objective in every phase is to, is to be better. We've got a question on the outside left, about halfway back. Ian Boyd, Inside Texas. Um, you mentioned just now that Jared had was your most improved player on offense in the spring. Um, one obvious area for improvement on offense is more explosiveness in the passing game. Is that an area for improvement, or, or where did he impress you? So two things with Jared in the spring is pocket uh, awareness and pocket movement. And then second thing was his uh, really accuracy on the deep ball. And that's something that we've got to, as an offense, we've got to be more explosive. Uh, we missed too many shots down the field. We had people open a lot of times that we didn't connect. We had some drops that were a factor in that. Uh, but we've got, to, we've got to be more explosive. In this league, if you look at the teams that have played offense at an elite level, and there's several of those over the course of the last 10, 12 years, is they're not grinding out drives. They're not they're explosive plays. And to have explosive plays, you got to be able to break tackles. you got to be elite, run after the catch, or you got to hit shots down the field. Um, and we think we have some guys in Letty Brown and some others that can break tackles. We have some guys, Winston Wright, Sam James, that have shown the ability to, to run after the catch. Well, we've got to make a, a step in, a, and it's a significant step, is – having more explosive plays. Question on the third row, right side. Hey, Coach, uh, Cole Thompson, LonghornsCountry.com. You only had Tony last year, but what does it take and what are you looking at to replace his production for what he was able to do across the middle of the field at both the second and third level of defense? Well, what Tony Fields did so well, and I think it's important to note, Tony, Tony got to us about three days into fall camp. You know, he wasn't there in the summer. Uh, Nobody had spring ball, so he obviously wasn't there then. But he was an eraser for us, and he played the game at full speed, uh, was really fast sideline to sideline, uh, could match up in coverage-wise uh, with uh, running backs in our league. I think the, what we've got to do is I don't think that one person necessarily makes that. I think we've got to do a better job as a linebacker core in general uh, of playing in the box, which I think we're, we're capable of doing. And then we've got to do a better job as, as a, when we blitz. Uh, we didn't do a good enough job last year blitzing. Um, but I, I like the guys. We've got guys that are unproven. Josh Chandler played extremely well in, in our bowl game. You know, and I was telling um, the ESPNU crew, if you look at our bowl game, you know, the people that we've lost on defense outside of Darius, they didn't play in a bowl game. We still played in an elite level versus a very uh, difficult offense to, to, to defend. So we've got guys with experience. And Josh Chandler was the MVP of the bowl game. And then we've got Lance Dixon, who transferred. Extra Lowe's played a lot of football for us. And then we've got Deshaun Stevens, who just transferred in from Maine. So we've got some guys that have played uh, football at a high level. Is, they've got to get reps within our, within our system. Outside right, about three-quarters of the way back. Kevin Kinder, Blue and Gold News. Coach, I know you've put in a bunch of programs to address a lot of the things around football. But how are you and your staff making time for yourselves with all these new demands, and how are you making sure that football remains the focus? Yeah. Kevin, first of all, thanks. We had all these Longhorn questions. We finally got a West Virginia question, so I appreciate it. All right? Um, but, um, <laughs> the, uh, but Kevin, I think it's, it, this is a challenging time for coaches. And what I mean is, is we're in an evolving world, and I don't know if that anybody will sit at this podium necessarily has – um, answers for what the future of our game looks like. Um, as far as football, I think you got to keep 
you know, our guys, the two main priorities that our players have right now are academics and football. And you got to maintain those. Now, I think they can continue within the right structure. They can maintain those priorities and still profit off name, image, likeness. They can still do things socially. I think those are all possible. As coaches, you know, I think the, the, the important piece with the players is relationships. None of that changes. Name, image, likeness, that doesn't change. Transfer, it, you got to focus on relationships. And I think that for, for our staff's perspective, that's what our focus is. And then, and then everybody on our staff was hired because they're experts in football. And we've got to continue to maintain that expertise by staying up on schemes, staying up on evaluations, those type of things. So all the stuff on the perimeter, whether it's our fifth quarter program, whether it's different time demands due to name, image, likeness, other things, we've got to keep the main things the main things. And, and that's the role of the head coach to make sure that, that myself and, and, our, and our staff and, and everybody, players-wise as well, are, are keeping the main things the main things. We had a question on the left on the aisle about three-quarters back. This one, John Hoover, SI Sooners. Uh, Neil, this is kind of a West Virginia question, so um, want to ask you about Spencer Rattler. And you guys were the only team in the league last year that did not face him. We prepared for him twice. You prepared for him twice, <laughs> exactly. So you're you're ready from yeah. that perspective. But just being the team that didn't face him, does that give any kind of scouting disadvantage, or or how do you guys approach that when you when you play him this year? I don't think it takes a, it's a disadvantage. We did prepare for him twice, um, both games that one po postponed, the other one canceled. Um, I was really impressed with his growth from uh, the beginning of the season to the end. I think that's credit to Lincoln, credit to that offensive staff. Um, the thing that, that he does that shows up on film, because we, we saw Oklahoma a lot on crossover film. So watched him uh, at, on a lot as we went through our Big 12 season last year. He's got elite arm talent. He's got the unique ability uh, to buy time and create plays uh, with his feet. He's a creator. Um, and he's got great players around him, and that's not going to change. Got a question on the right, straight back. Yeah, Neil Garanemig of the Tulsa World. Would you be willing to share your approach to the COVID vaccination with your players, how, how you're handling that? Just from an educational standpoint, um, not a medical expert. We bring our medical team in front. Um, I think our team has been well-versed. Uh, it's an individual decision. Um, I can speak from personal experience. Um, I've been vaccinated. My wife was vaccinated, 13-year-old daughter, my parents, um, my wife's parents. Um, so I share personal experience. But as far as advice, that comes from our medical community. Got a question in the middle, about five rows. Thank you for standing. Oh. Neil, hey, Chip Brown with Horns 24-7. Um, you know, new coaches talk about the buy-in wins and when the players in the program start to buy in. Can you talk about when that occurred for you and how your culture is growing? Well, I think when we started having success towards the end of 2019 season, you know, we, we were able to go on the road and have, we won two of our last three games, which was a huge turning point, uh, which gave us an opportunity heading into uh, the 20 season to take a step, you know, I really feel strongly if we were able to play our full schedule, then 
I think the improvement would have been even more so because you look at the improvement offensively and defensively, we were one of the most improved units on both sides of the ball. Um, but that's for me when it when it starts and you can see the progress. You know, we've got to continue to grow and I think we are um, and I think it's a culture. It's a talent. You know, all those things got to continue to improve. On the aisle left side. Hey, Coach, Sean, J. Roger, Dave Campbell's Texas football. Uh, you know, from a defensive perspective, obviously you guys were kind of thrust into a strange situation last year. So from like a call perspective, can you kind of break down how things worked last year and how are they going to change this year? Uh, yeah, from we, we were uh, Jordan Leslie uh, called, our, called our defense last year. Uh, he'll call our defense this year. Uh, last year he was assisted in the secondary. Uh, by Jamal died and and uh, he did a he did a, a very good job for us and Shadon Brown moved over from Louisville took his place and he'll have that same role. Uh, we take a staff approach really on offense and defense to how we build our game plans. Um, uh, Jordan's a play caller on 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 defense and he gets input from every one of our staff. Um, Shadon has been a defense coordinator in his in in throughout his career. Uh, Dante Wright, who coaches safeties, is called defense at lower levels. Jeff Coons was a defensive coordinator at Cincinnati. Um, and so we have a lot of experience. Jeff Castile is off the field for us in an analyst role. And so everybody in that room has an opportunity to give input. Uh, but Jordan, Jordan makes the final decision. This is the final question for Coach. We had somebody. No? All right, Coach, you got lucky. Congratulations. Uh, Thanks for your comments and good luck for the season. Yeah, and again, I, I appreciate y'all being here. And before closing, I want to I want to give a shout out to our, to our sports information uh, department, Mike Fergale and Mike Montoro. Monty, Monty's a star here and uh, as he as he shuffles out. But uh, they do a tremendous job uh, with our team and, and and they've done a great job getting our players ready for this. So I want to say thank you. Thanks. Thanks to them as well. Y'all have a great day. Appreciate you being here. Thanks, coach.